It's whenever you're listening to this, and you know what that means. It's the WrestleWolf Wrestling Podcast, uh, our AEW Dynamite and <laughs> Rampage Review. I'm Dr. Damien Gibson, DMD. And joining me, as always, is the King of Marks, as I christened him during the week, Paul E.T. I hope you don't mind me uh, giving you a Triple H nickname there, my friend. <laughs> King of Marks. You know, it's, it's taken me all, <laughs> right up until this week when I realised the significance of uh, Smart Marks Sterling's name. Like, oh, yeah, because he's a smart mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Mark Sterling as a, as a manager type. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah. Um. Well, that's the end of that conversation. Should we? <laughs> should, <laughs> should we? Uh, let's get into Dynamo. There's a lot to get through. I've got a lot of notes here for a couple of. Anyway, um, I was saying to you before we started that I saw quite a bit of criticism, especially for this week's Dynamite, and I can understand why in when it comes to one particular match, but I quite enjoyed this Dynamite. Well, I, I quite enjoyed it too, um, but I'm pretty sure I know what you're talking about, and um, I certainly didn't enjoy that. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I've got mixed feelings about, it. but anyway, look, it's the main event, so we'll get to that later on. Yeah. Uh, first up, we had uh, Brian Danielson versus Alan Angels. Alan Angels wrestling Brian Danielson in his hometown because Brian Danielson not only wants to kill the Dark Order, he wants to kill them in front of friends and family because he's definitely not a heel. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a baby face, Paul, who wants to kill people in front of his family. <laughs> That's right. And how how incredibly coincident, coincidental is it that um, uh, AEW's uh, live shows have been booked in sequence for members of the Dark Order to live every in in the city? I thought over the same and over again. <laughs> I thought the same thing, but then I was like, there are like fourteen members of the Dark Order. So it just it was just happenstance that uh, you know managed to string some together, and, and we just they were just lucky. If Tony's <laughs> booking cities based on one storyline, then I mean that takes that takes <laughs> fastidiousness to the next level, right? <laughs> oh I mean, man, I know I know he likes to book long term, but that's that's fucking ridiculous. If you <laughs> <laughs> like how long has he been planning this? Like, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Brian's getting booed out of the building uh, because he's a heel. Dan- uh, Daniel, Brian, God, dude, I still have not got <laughs> used to calling him Brian. <laughs> I've got to yeah. unlearn like 12 years of programming. You know? Occasionally um, it out, yep. <laughs> these guys are putting on a really good exhibition of wrestling um, showing that Angels is good, but he's just not quite up to snuff when it comes to taking on uh, Brian. Uh, Daniel gets uh, the win with a knee lock submission, just showing that he can put anyone away with any move, basically. Um, you know how much I love Brian Danielson. We've, we've been friends for a while now, and, and Brian Danielson, Sam Punk have been my two favorite wrestlers the whole time. This is my favorite version of him. Like really? this, this heel run of his in AEW, I love everything about this. This is, I didn't think I could love Brian Danielson more, but somehow that's happened with him coming to AEW. And this heel turn, I fucking love. It's not a heel turn. 
Oh, I mean, sorry, this baby face turn of Brian Danielson's where he's killing people in front of their families. <laughs> what a great uh, time to be alive. Danielson cuts a great promo. Hangman gets up from the comms. Oh, I forgot to mention Hangman Page is on commentary. Um, Which he Silver- should never, ever do again. He was yeah, terrible. it's not his strength, right? <laughs> but, I mean, I suppose these guys are only going to get better at things if they keep doing it, but maybe maybe start off on dark and way <laughs> up. <laughs> Yeah, uh, John Silver comes to the stage and says that um, that he'll go after Brian Foreman because Tony Khan has decreed that the two of them can't touch each other uh, until they wrestle, which I don't know if this came across very well. It felt like a bit of a WWE thing where maybe it was – was it announced last week or was it just a Twitter nope. thing? Yeah. Um, yeah, Silver comes down the ring. Danielson rolls out. Uh, he says that Silver's a joke, just like Hangman, and he's out of here. And that was the opening Because these jerks don't get to see that action. What did you think of all of this, Paulie? Well, look, um, uh, I, I, it was very fun. Uh, definitely sum, sum it up like that. But I, I must say that um, I, I do love how this angle has worked out so well to get the uh, sort of background guys in the Dark Order uh, over, like, uh, Colt Cabana uh, was sort of a didn't have much of a profile. I suppose you could say that you know Eva Luna wasn't wasn't really a background guy, but um, uh, he's certainly uh, got a bigger profile now. And Colt Cabana definitely. And um, this uh, outing from uh, Alan Angels was was superb. So I think um, yeah, those guys by in defeat getting their heads kicked in um, have put on really good shows and uh, have you know. Pr- Elevated their profile big time, so it's mm. been a great angle for all, all all involved. Yeah, I think so. What about the no touchy till fight time stuff? Did they feel a bit uh, clunky to you? It, it did, um, and it really didn't seem to be very well uh, introduced. No, it like, wasn't articulated when, at all. Yeah. I mean, they didn't even talk about it on comms or anything until John Silver. Like it, John Silver said it on stage, and I was like, "Oh, really?" Mm. And then I'm like looking through my notes to see if I'd miss something or <laughs> no, but no, it was all of us. Okay, fair enough. Um, is that everything we want to say about it? I mean, it's just it's just sort of purring along nicely that feud at the moment, right? Yeah, and then um, next week, uh, Silver in in um, Long Island, Long New York. Island, yeah. And uh, uh, you know, also as we find out later, we're going to have. Um, some fairly heavy MJF um, presence, I reckon, in that in hmm. that show. So yeah, should be yeah. good one. Uh, next up, we got a great Miro promo where he appears to be stuck in the wish room from the Matrix. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, there, but just the big white screen or something. I don't know. What yeah, was I was just on. waiting for him to say, "We need guns, lots of guns." <laughs> but uh, anyway, he's talking about <laughs> he's talking about. Uh, Lana, who I've been predicting for three months, will show up on AEW television. They keep proving me wrong, yeah. but I'm sure she's going to show up at some point. Um, and he's not happy with his god, which means he's even angrier than he was when he was happy with his god. So uh, God forbid whoever gets <laughs> in the ring with Miro next. Um, just quickly, do you think Miro will get a uh, heavyweight title? run at any point in the near future or is this a long-term thing with Miro? 
Uh, I, d- I don't think that he's like next cab off the rank or anything, but um, uh, I, I, it's certainly you know on the cards of for a sort of twenty two slash twenty three, and sometime in the next couple of years is what I'm saying. I reckon it's good good chance. Yep. I love this mirror. I love this mirror so much more than video game playing Gucci tracksuit wearing mirror that first appeared on a. I don't know what the fuck that was, but thank God it's gone. <laughs> um, Next up, we've got Lee Moriarty versus an mm. uh, indie wrestler out of Chicago called Sam Punk. And, <laughs> Tony, uh, Tony Schiavone Tony says that Lee had his the biggest win of his career last week against Nick Camarata. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> really? Uh, MJF comes to the comms desk, comms desk in a Hanukkah suit, which is... Uh, amazing and hilarious and, and gets called back later on. Uh, he says on comms that after his win last week, um, he says that, sorry, he says after CM Punk's win last week that he was so down about it that he's been binge drinking. He also says that CM stands for cooking meth, which actually made me laugh for a really long time. Um <laughs> we also get the Diamond Ring Battle Royal being announced, mm-hmm. uh, which is, I don't mind that. It's a nice throwback to WCW, uh, getting some strong Diamond Dallas Page memories from, you know, 94, 95 WCW with that Diamond Ring. Um, hey, um, as soon as uh, MJF music's hit, music hit, uh, my, my daughter called out from her bedroom, not quite falling asleep yet. Boo. <laughs> I love teasing your daughter about how MJF's my favorite wrestler. <laughs> she gets so upset. Uh, <laughs> uh, this match goes for a long time. Moriarty gets a lot of offense in. It's, it's basically the same match as with, with QT Marshall last week, kind of showing that Punk isn't at, he's not the Punk of old. He's kind of, yeah, it's it, like I said last week, it's like the old man Logan storyline for anyone that's familiar with that comic where he's come out of retirement. I did notice a couple of times he's worn the the Jordan 23 singlet badge on his hoodie, which I feel like is a little piece of uh, inside baseball work for all of us of like he's the Michael Jordan of wrestling. Like he eventually will. Oh, okay. I, I figured it was just a, a Chicago reference. Yeah. Yeah, it could be, but I I don't know. I also feel like maybe it's a reference to Jordan's comeback and that started slow and then he won another two rings, did he, I think? Anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, where were we up to? Yeah, but the same sort of match. MJF talking about how this match shouldn't be going this long, kind of almost sounding like us <laughs> <laughs> on the commentary. Uh, when uh, out of nowhere, Punk hits the GTS and gets the three count. Then we get what we really want. MJF grabs the mic and says that uh, he's proud of CM Punk for calling himself the best in the world after beating QT Marshall and Lee Moriarty. (laughs) And uh, uh, Punk calls MJF a needle dick again. It's like, "Mm, I don't know. Uh, I feel like you can do better than that, Phil. And uh, MJF says that uh, (laughs) if CM Punk brings his dog Larry to to work again, he'll put him to sleep. Uh, and then uh, Sam gets really upset about that because if you follow Sam Punk on uh, social media, he only posts about hockey, horror movies, his wife, and his dog. That's it. 
you don't get anything else from him. <laughs> so he loves that dog, man. Um, Punk chases uh, MJF up the ramp. Wardlow comes out for the save, and then things kind of get dispersed. Uh, what did you think of all of this, Paulie? Uh, there were a couple of little uh, brief elements that I picked up there that um, I really did enjoy. Uh, MJF had some other you know, good lines during the uh, the ad break. Um, I'm pretty sure it was uh, Tony. Uh, wasn't, I don't think it was um, Excalibur. Said uh, that uh, he wanted to wish MJF a happy Hanukkah to you and your family. And MJF goes, Are you kidding me? My family? I don't even talk to those schmucks. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, got to always be an asshole. Uh, I watched the making of MJF, the short film documentary during the week. I think- that was made just before AW launched. And, uh, He's so good, man. He was, he was that. He's this. He was. He's this good. Then, if that makes sense, like yeah, three and a half years ago, before he debuted, he was. He's a fully formed. Is that the one where um, uh, the host was like uh, presented as a sort of independent documentary maker, and yeah, um, yeah, uh, MJF uh, like hired a hired a house and pretended, yeah. It was yeah. Yeah, the whole thing unravels that MJF, like the whole thing that MJF puts in front of the camera has just been a lie. It was fantastic. Yeah, it's so good, man. Very good. And I think pretty, I'm pretty sure um, there was a CM Punk poster on the wall in that. There is. Uh, no, there's a photo of him meeting CM Punk oh, at a WWE go. event. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he points it out. He's like, it's me with the great CM Punk because I'm a fan, just like you guys. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> So that was what Punk was referencing last week. That was it. Yeah, okay. Um, and Anything else on this one, my friend? Um, oh, look, there was another another comment that really fell flat, and that was when he made some ridiculous uh, remark about CM Punk trying to get into Britt Baker's pants. And uh, Yeah, yeah. Like, wh- what? It, <laughs> like... Just because he, uh, Punk's mentioned her in a couple of promos um, because she's really good and people like to talk about her. I mean, everyone knows that he has a former champion, re- former wrestling champion wife mm. that he talks mm. about all the time. <laughs> so, yeah. Was, yeah, I thought that as well. But then I was bit- like, ah, oh, but it also makes MJF sound like a fucking idiot, which is kind of the point of this whole thing is he talks too much. That seems mm-hmm. to be the whole thing that's reiterated way too much is that his mouth will be his undoing in this feud. Yeah. And so now he's just saying anything. He's just throwing as much shit at the wall as possible to see what sticks, you know. And, and the last last bit that I that I really enjoyed was um when I win the Dynamite Dozen Battle Royal in Long Island, I'm gonna be better than Piper in Portland, yeah, Brett in great. Canada, and you in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Uh, and CM Punk, like, uh, what I love about that is that the other two guys are CM Punk's two wrestling heroes, and so it's a little dig at that. Um, and Piper in Portland is just, you know, it's legendary of, like, how the crowd would react to him when he was there, you know? And, yeah. I mean, any of us, anyone our age and, and up remembers Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels in Canada, that, you know, year and a half, two-year run of the Hart Foundation Essentially, being a Canadian team in the WWE was um, pretty phenomenal, and uh, yeah, then uh, 
Ended in Montreal. Look that up, kids. Mm-hmm. Let me go into it here. Um, um, yeah, so they're telling this story. They're continuing this story well. They're 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 not deviating from the the script. Um, mm. It's it's great. Yeah, I'm really again. This is another feud. I feel like this is bubbling along nicely. I mean, we're nine, ten weeks away from the next pay per view, so it's things are just on simmer. But it's still great. I'm still enjoying it. Um, um, and if, I'm, if the AW store releases that MJF suit, even <laughs> as just like pajamas, uh, I will hundred percent buy them. <laughs> it's it's probably further than further than nine or ten weeks away, my friend. Uh, I'm pretty sure the next one is in March. Oh really? Yeah. So unless um, unless they have another um, like uh, winter is coming style bonus, uh, you know, special dynamite event, because uh, they they are having one called Battle of the Belts coming up. Mm. Um, so uh, that could feature other matches. But um, yeah, it's a long time till the next full paper. Yeah, right. I just assumed um, I just assumed it was every three months, right? It's quarterly. What do they? Well, uh, I'll just well, well, while you move on to the uh, next segment, I'll yeah, have, have a details. look and see. But um, and I'll let the guys know what was happening next. Britt tells us, Britt Baker, that is, uh, tells us in an interview, things are fine with Jamie Hayter, even though the, the body language, lower wise, it does not look like things are fine with Jamie Hayter. <laughs> uh, and the Jamie Hayter is going to kill Riho next week. Uh, on Dynamite in a match that I'm quite looking forward to seeing. I like Riho. I really like Jamie Hayter. Um, little person versus big person matches I'm always into, even though a lot of people don't seem to be into, so I was kind of into this. Uh, and it's good to see Jamie Hayter doing a little bit more promo stuff as well because I think she's got ability ability there. Uh, and then next up, her uh, uh, Britt Baker's boyfriend. Adam Cole, <laughs> baby, is on commentary. He comes out, gets a huge pop, and then basically does. I'm gonna, I, the AEW loop is what I'm going to start calling it when a wrestler comes out, <laughs> does a loop to their song, and then back to commentary. Um, uh, he's on commentary. Orange Cassidy comes out, uh, stares at Cole. Cole gets up and confronts him. The young bucks are back. Um, and so they distract Orange Cassidy. Adam Cole hits a low blow, uh, and then the Bucks do the OC slight kicks to you know to be assholes. Um, and then they super kick o- uh, Orange Cassidy. Chucky and Yuta come out with chairs for the save. Um, I, I re- again, I really love this becoming a feud, like the Super Elite versus the Best Friends. I think this could be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I, I could I could watch them go head to head for ten weeks and be quite happy with that. What did you think of this? Well, I thought this this segment was a bit goofy because they they weren't actually and no, 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 none of the people who were involved were there to actually do anything. Um, he claimed um, Cole claimed later that he was uh, he, he was going to be commentating, but he just just walked away. Like uh, it wasn't as if he was detained. <laughs> like um, mm. and, and, and sorry, he he came out. He got his music, like you say, did the AEW loop. Um, and then Cassidy came out and then they do a thing where they mock his sloth kicks and that uh, they attack him and then just leave. Like, okay. It was weird. But, you know, uh, 
it's it's just a it's just an effort to build up um, you know a, a new a new feud between those two and you know yeah well, works for me but it was just it was just odd that they mm. didn't actually mm. have anything to do so the um the the pay per view schedule uh, in 2021 they had a couple of the um, special event dynamites uh, New Year's Smash and Beach Break but then the first pay per view was Revolution in March March seventh oh okay um, then there was another um, special dynamite called St. Patrick's Day Slam, March seventeenth. Double or nothing in at the end of May, May thirtieth. Uh, another special dynamite fighter fest um, that was in two weeks in July. Fight for the Fallen, another special dynamite was uh, July twenty eighth. Um, then they did a dynamite homecoming in August, and then all out in September. Full gear in. Oh, hang on, all out was September fifth, and then mm. full gear November thirteen. Oh yeah, um, followed by okay. yeah. Then we got the winter is coming next week or in two weeks. Um, yeah, strange. Then revolution is expected to be March sixth. Okay, so yeah, the first one's it's a four month. Hmm. Okay, well. Um, but yeah, like you say, they'll have those special events, especially going on TNT. I'm sure they'll have like you know two week events and all that sort of thing. Um, next up, we've got Wardlow with Sean Spears versus AC Adams. This is a squash match for Wardlow. Another one uh, beat up AC Adams, and then Spear uh, Spears also hits a chair shot on AC Adams. This is basically just showing how dominant brutal wardlow is right yeah this this is honestly one of the best squash matches i've seen since Brody lee killed cody for the tnt mm. belt <laughs> this was brilliant it was just um a, a really good way to yeah exactly what you said show how how dominant he was he hit four power bombs in a row um as soon as i saw his name ac adams i thought uh must be a jobber <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, might as well have been called Jobber Adams. But uh, yeah, <laughs> they're doing a good job of building up Wardlow. I feel like it's yeah. uh, again just sort of gently bubbling away on Simmer. But um, I've got a, I've got a lot of um, uh, time for that guy. I think he can. Yeah, be, me too. He can be huge. Um, and um, I actually got I got a feeling in that previous segment when he was out. Um, he, he he came out to um, back up. Uh, MJF, that um, Punk was trying to. I think Punk said, um, "Is that is that the hill you're going to stand on? Is that is that?" Yeah, the, yeah, I heard that. that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I wonder if Punk's going to be the. You know, he'll play mind games and drive a wedge between Wardlow and MJF, so he can get his hands on MJF properly. Mm. And uh, M- MJF turning on, sorry, Wardlow turning on. Doing a face turn, turning on MJF would be a, a great program. So, yeah. mm. possibilities, lots of possibilities. Um, next up, we have Penta and Pac uh, cutting a promo, letting us know that they will be taking on FTR rather than the Lucha Bros uh, because Ray Phoenix is injured. I'm not sure if that injury is kayfabe or a shoot, brother, brother, but either way, that match is on Rampage, and we'll talk yeah. about that later in the episode. I don't know what the real story is. I have heard that it's he's not injured, but for some reason just couldn't travel. So I don't know mm. if it was um, the plague. <laughs> yeah, that uh, usually represents the uh, novel coronavirus. Um, mm. But I don't want to say that 
Well, I've already said it, but you know, we don't. That's not verified, so please don't sue us or anything. Yeah. Uh, the Gun Club versus uh, Sting and Darby Allen in the battle of the unbeaten tag teams that aren't really tag teams, but <laughs> I tell anyone that Sting and Darby uh, coming out in the same paint. I love that. Yeah, great. I, I re- dude. I enjoyed this match. I enjoyed a match with the fucking gun club in it, which I never <laughs> thought I would ever say in my life. <laughs> the gun club, you know what's also a really good? Gun club's theme. Oh, I mean, okay. it I makes like, no sense. It's kind of this like minimalist kind of Brian Eno type track. It's, right. It makes no sense that wrestlers are coming out to it, but I just as a piece of music, I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay more attention next time. Um yeah, there's back and forth uh, until Sting gets the hot tag uh, and he clears the ring. Crowd are going mental. Uh, Darby that hits, I mean, we talked about this last week, but Darby hits two of the most amazing cannonball, dri- cannonball dri- uh, dives you'll ever see. I mean, he literally bounces off Billy Gunn in midair and lands on his feet. Just go and watch the highlights from this match. If you haven't watched the match and you're listening to us to, to get caught up, just jump <laughs> on YouTube for two seconds to watch Darby do this shit this week, man. It, it's unbelievable. Um, Sting hits the Dorpian. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ, speaking of Damien. <laughs> Sting hits the Scorpion death drop on Colton Gun, and they get the three. Um, I think this might be the end of the mini feud. I think this might be just a little mini feud and, and they move on. I kind of hope it, is although this match was really enjoyable, so it yeah, could carry on. What, what do you think of it? Oh, look, it, it was enjoyable. Um, I, I, I'm pleased to see that, um, even though Sting was hitting really super soft clothesline, every everyone was selling really well for him. Hmm. I mean, you got to look after the old guy, <laughs> um, yeah, it looks good though, man. Like, I've really, <laughs> like, yeah, um, even though, um, Austin. Wasn't actually involved in the match. He got killed by Derby again, like last week when he ran <laughs> ran out of the tunnel and hit him on the on mm. the ramp. Mm. Uh, so that was good to see. Good, nice little reference. I'll kill you again this week and next time too. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Um, so look, I think we've worked out. This is breaking news. Chris Jericho is some sort of time lord. Uh, he's from Gallifrey because. Somehow he's in England and getting beaten down by Daniel Garcia and 2.0 at the same time, and I don't know how this is happening. I Yeah, I have no idea if they recorded this last week. <laughs> I mean, he was legitimately in a pub in Newcastle and getting beaten down by 2.0 at the same time. I don't... I mean, unless he's got a DeLorean, I don't really quite understand how that's happening, but we'll move on. Um <laughs> Uh, Leo Rush is now uh, out on stage to confront Team Taz, who are all on commentary for some bizarre reason. But anyway, um, <laughs> well, not all of them, but half of them are there. Uh, and basically, Taz is talking on commentary about pretty much everyone in Team Taz is in the Diamond Ring tournament. Yep, the um, Battle Royal. And, yeah, the Battle Royal, sorry. And... Uh, the you know the he's kind of doing Scott Steiner maths of there's four out of ten people so there's a hundred and twenty five percent chance that Team Taz will you know he's just having fun and uh, Leo Rush comes out and says uh, you know you're a commentator I would have thought you would know more about me if you did know anything about me you know that uh, as long as I've got even a one percent chance you can't write me off basically um, and then he sort of starts moving towards the uh, 
the desk and they get Dante Martin to come out and, you know, basically uh, perform the save for Taz as just a little needle to Leo Rush. Um, I don't know if this was executed super well, but I did like the intent behind this yeah, segment. I, I what thought, did you think of it? I thought Leo was quite nervous. Yeah, felt way, that way. Right? Yeah, he was, yeah, uh, n- not real not real slick, just to be a bit, bit nervy. But I, I thought it was highly engaging and he was very enthusiastic. And look, uh, I my, my, my money is on the fact that I reckon they're going to end this silly little game where Dante is being lured from here to there and, uh, during the dynamite, sorry, the diamond battle, diamond ring battle war, royal, um, <laughs> it doesn't roll off the tongue at all, does it? <laughs> during during this battle royal, uh, I'm pretty sure he is going to turn on Taz, and um, he and um, Leo Rush will uh, take, uh, will, will um, throw out all, all of Team Taz over the top rope, and they'll be back together as a team. Hmm. And that little story will be finished. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think uh, I think they might give the ring to Ricky Starks. Interesting. Because Ricky's just sort of been sitting around not really doing much. And I know they're pretty hot on him. I am. Um, and that's a heel gimmick, right? You know, like you can't give a, that ring to a face. Oh look, um, I haven't put much thought into it, but uh, I-, I was thinking that uh, it's just going to go straight back to uh, MJF. MJF, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> anyway, we'll see next. That's next week, isn't it? It is. So we won't have long to wait. Uh, next up, we've got Thunder Rosa and Jay Cargill. They have a confrontation confrontation backstage. Uh, <laughs> Thunder Rosa uh, tells us that she'll be on commentary for Rampage and will set up a match for Cargill. Um, against one of her students. I really liked Thunder in this segment. I just thought she was really natural. Um, having seen her on NWA a lot, um, there have been moments where it's like, oh, I don't know if she's the best improviser, but watching her here, she seems a real natural at it. Um, well, she made so, me really look forward to her commentating. I'm yeah. Yeah, really keen yeah, me to too. see what she can do behind the desk. Yeah, and Cargill's great, and you know we had smart Mark Sterling in there as well. So this was this was all good, I think. Um, smart Mark, uh, and then we had uh, Ruby Soho versus Chris Statlander. This is probably the match I, I was looking most forward to in the TBS tournament so far. I think um, it had a big match feel to me at the start here. I feel like the audience was really into this. I don't know if you got that vibe, but. Um, uh, I did. Yeah, yeah. The crowd was pretty hot, and um, they should be. They they are both very popular, and and uh, they're really good workers. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, these guys go blow for blow. Uh, we sort of get that uh, mutual respect face off that um, happens quite a lot in face versus face matches in AEW. But I always really like it. Uh, Statlander gets an inside cradle, and then uh, boops uh, Ruby Soho on the no- on the nose. Uh, and then straight after that, she does a handstand walk out of a out of a hold that Ruby's got on yeah, her, that was just to show off like how fantastic she is as a wrestler. Love that. Love it. Uh, Ruby then has the hot comeback, uh, basically, and gets the win. There was a lot of really good wrestling in this, but I, I won't go through it blow for blow because that's not really my strength. Um, I feel like 
I feel like this was Ruby's best showing so far in AEW. I've heard some sort of complaints about Ruby that, like, for all the hype, uh, she hasn't really delivered, which I don't necessarily agree with because I don't think she's had the opportunities as yet. Um, but I think she definitely did in this. Um, Nyla Rose appears after the match and sort of slams Ruby to the mat while she's celebrating. Statlander comes back to the ring and runs Nyla Rose off. But I, I think I think we might have set up a nice rivalry here between Ruby and Statlander that can continue to grow moving forward. Um, and you definitely got two female stars here, I think, in this match. Without a doubt. Um, this this was uh, very enjoyable and uh, it, there was a, there were a lot of moves, that uh, a lot of spots that, that demonstrated how um, how closely they are matched, like a lot of mm. countering and, um, uh, um, as you mentioned, that sort of uh, respect uh, um, uh, imagery at the beginning. Um, and um, uh, even uh, through through to the end of the match, there was uh, a couple of you know, f- quite a few pin attempts with um, uh, countering. Um, and at the end, uh, Soho uh, countered the Big Bang Big Bang Theory, hmm. <clears throat> rolled up, and then it was just a bit of a really strange soft finish. It was just a bit of a wiggle, and then that was a pin. Mm. Uh, the three count. I felt like it was cut short. I think they like because they, they they were telling the story of the match really quite well, mm. getting a like a lot of um, back and forth going on. And I thought they they really could have worked for another six minutes or something. Um, so maybe maybe there was something that happened earlier in the in the night that um, went on for too long, and they were told they didn't have enough time, which was a pity because it was it was you know it was really um, a really good a really good um, a match to enjoy. Uh, yeah. Until that point. Yeah, I hope not because if they cut the actual match short to have fucking Vicky Guerrero come to the ring, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be pretty pissed off. <laughs> yeah, that was that was unnecessary. I mean, there's already enough um, interest in uh, you know face heel. Yeah, next round of the. You didn't need to add the extra hot sauce to the semi-finals. I mean, the the yeah. tournament's been going for a really long time. I don't know about you personally. I mean, it took a little while for me to warm up, but I'm really not because of anything the girls were doing, just because it wasn't being given a huge amount of um, airtime on on TV. But I'm really, I'm really to tell keen me about to that. see what happens with the semifinals, man. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, um, uh, it was at this point that we got to see the final bracket. So we've got um, Thunder Rosa versus uh, Jade Cargill mm-hmm. and. Um, Nyla Rose versus Ruby Soho. So the winner of those two will be in the final and have the inaugural TBS championship belt. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know who's going to win. I think we can count out Nyla Rose. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'd agree with you there. Um, but the other three, I don't know. I genuinely Rosa, don't know. I could yeah, I think Cargill. you could make I think you could make uh cases for all three Hello. of them having yeah. the belt. Yeah, and I I'd probably say that I um uh, I mean uh Nyla Rose has hasn't had that much um of a push lately. Not that any other women have really, hmm. except for, you know, Jade Cargill, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Um but um 
not only that, but she has already had a belt. She was the first. Oh, no, she was the second women's champ, I think. Neither, um, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at Thunder Rose and I'm like, well, that woman needs a belt. You know what I mean? Like, you bet. She's, she's just so over. She's so good. You know, make her a champion of something. But Ruby Soho is the big signing, the big female signing, so it would make sense to cap that off with a belt. But Jay Cargill is this just phenomenally amazing specimen of a human being mm. <laughs> that if you put a belt on her and she's this big, you know, beast of a of a heel, you know, that a baby face has to conquer, that could be really good as well. So I, I don't know. I think yeah. what I'm saying is as long as Nyla Rose doesn't win, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. I'm always ragging on Nyla Rose. I don't particularly dislike her as a, as a, as a competitor at all, but I just think the other three girls have – it. I'm more interested in seeing one of the other three have a title run. Yeah, I, I, I um, can see what you're saying uh, with Cargill. I reckon I, – I think um, – how can I describe it? Maybe she's green. Yeah, like, yeah. So uh, aside from that, you know, what you were describing about the, the way that she presents herself um, and her build and, and uh, everything else, she's got so much potential. But mm. put a belt on her and that will elevate her, you know, quite a bit. So maybe, maybe. Mm. And she's got Mike still in there to help her out with promos and stuff, although she doesn't, she doesn't really need a huge amount of help with that either. She's got all the self-confidence in the world by the looks of it. So, uh, yeah, man. I'm just keen to see because Thunder Rose is going to go up against Britt Baker again, and I don't know if you're going to have a champion versus champion thing in 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 that storyline. But anyway, we can talk about this more further down the track. We've got to talk about the greatest wrestling match of all time in Andrade El Idolo versus Cody Rhodes. <laughs> I'm just trying to fucking piss people <laughs> off, uh, man. Okay, so. <laughs> Andrade comes out, and I really like Andrade's get-up here. I think he looks a lot better this way with the with the loosened tie and a bag full of tools, but still with the black mask. I like that. Just I'm just going to get that off the bat before we get into this match because, listeners, if you can see Paul's face, <laughs> he's so unimpressed already. So I'm going to try and get through this as quickly as possible. I just want to say one positive thing before Paul rips into this match for 15 minutes. Um, they brawl through the crowd. Uh, this is where we see the fire retardant on the back of Cody on on Cody's back. That's what it was. Uh, yeah, but right. by the time the spot happened, I think it had all sweated off. So, oh, uh, right. and then by the time you see the uh, when you see the there's photos on social media of his back and yeah, anyway, yeah, uh, Andrade hits a, a low blow uh, and then uh, slaps. Uh, uh, slaps Cody uh, with his belt, um, with his weight belt, and then throws it into the crowd. And then it doesn't get thrown back this time because Andrade threw it into the crowd. So, AEW fans, you no, know, but plenty. The, well, I think the the person who got it was a was a Homelander fan, but um, and there were plenty of people around that were getting pissed off. They yeah, were, they were like, throw, throw it back. back! <laughs> what are you fucking doing? But I want to keep it. I mean, to be fair, man, if I got Cody's belt, I think I'd want to keep it as well. Um, you know, like I want to participate in cafe, but then I also want to put it up on my shelf with my Bret Hart doll on, you know, uh, Ray Phoenix, uh, 
Rey Mysterio mask. Uh, yeah, then he gets a chair. He hits Cody across the face with it. Uh, I know you're going to disagree with me. This match had got me in by this point. Like, I was like, there's so no. much fucking gaga going on here, but I am thoroughly entertained. You know, like, look, you, you, you're right. I have got to say, you're, 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 you're painting me in the wrong light. <laughs> oh, um, I just assumed that you were going to be like, this is bullshit. <laughs> I actually enjoyed the majority of this match. Yeah, me too. It was great. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> if I if I just pretend that Homelander wasn't in it and it was someone else, <laughs> well, and- <laughs> the next thing I really want to get your point of view on. So we get. Is this confirmation that all of this is, is a work? Because Cody unveils a fucking golden shovel mm-hmm. and tries to hit Andrade with it. Now, come on, man. If we don't get confirmation that Cody's in on all of this by literally trying to hit Andrade with a golden shovel, then I don't know what I don't know what's confirmation. Right? Well, before that, he he pulled out a sledgehammer. <laughs> Yeah. And then the golden shovel. <laughs> yeah, man. So these are Triple H references. Mm-hmm. Remember and- he smashed Triple H's throne. It was the first thing he did in AEW. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, I listened to this a few times because I wanted to make sure I got it right. He said to the camera while he's got the golden shovel, mm. lean in. <laughs> man. Come on. I'm so I, look, you know what? I'm starting to come around on Cody. <laughs> I'm starting to come around on Cody Rhodes. I mean, you might be a wrestling genius. I mean, if you go back and listen to the majority of this year's wrestling, whoops, it's been me going, I fucking hate Cody Rhodes. <laughs> I hate all of his booking. And now right at the end of the year, <laughs> I've completely flipped. Um the crowd keep cheering for tables, which is apt considering how this match ends. Yeah. Uh, Andrade opens up Cody with a knee to the chair, which was a brutal, <laughs> brutal snug move. Uh, a table is set up. Brandy appears out of nowhere. This is a part where I was like, I don't quite understand. Like, Brandy appearing wasn't the part that I wasn't, that confused me. It was the fact that she had a hoodie and a mask on and stuff. It's like, you're Brandy Rhodes. You're a fucking, aren't you an EVP or something? <laughs> like, think you could just walk in. She's no one's ch- going to stop you. Chief brand officer, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, she sprays a lot of fuel uh, all over the table, uh, sets it on fire. Cody suplexes Andre through the table, but Cody gets the vast majority of this uh, bump. Um, but then gets the win, which I've seen a lot of people complain about. It's like, guys, these two guys are setting themselves on fire for your entertainment. So let's, you know, let's not be such fucking marks on the on the spot. Uh, one okay. of the most bizarrely booked and entertaining matches in a while, man. What when, what, what I, was your overall impression of? When it? I saw that last spot, I thought, what the fuck were you thinking? Hmm. This is one of the stupidest fucking things you could ever do. How stupid are you? But on <laughs> on real, on, uh, especially after I saw the the, the photos of the, um, the the burns that he copped on his back, mm. um, because I, you know, it was clearly you know I don't need to say that it, it, it was intentional. They intentionally did it. It wasn't that he accidentally burned himself. <laughs> he intentionally asked his wife to pour lighter fluid on a fucking table mm-hmm. and light it up. And mm-hmm. it was it that fire was going huge. There was a 
that was a pretty nasty raging fire. Yeah, it was right. Um, and um, and I just thought, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? This is insane. Oh, what any- anyway, so on reflection, and uh, when I when I I, uh, I rewatched the episode, and uh, when when they were first brawling brawl, brawling through the crowd, I thought I, I I noticed straight after he took off his his jacket and they were brawling through the crowd, I could see that sticky substance flaking off his back. Hmm. I thought, what the hell is that? And then um, uh, one of the commentators said the same thing. What's that on, on Cody's back? And one of the other ones said, oh, it must have been from when they threw the trash can at him or something, you know, some, some debris from the trash can. But I thought, no, nah, it's not. That's intentionally put on there. Mm-hmm. And then on the rewatch, I thought, that must be some kind of, like, preparation for the final spot. But yeah. I, could, I could already see that it was, it was flaking off. Hmm. Uh, and clearly, because of the um, <clears throat> the injuries that he copped afterwards, it did not work. So, okay, he did prepare for for prepare himself so that he wouldn't be seriously injured, and that's what they thought would happen that he wouldn't be seriously injured because they did prepare for it. Hmm. Didn't quite work out that way. So, I guess I you know I have to re- rethink my initial <laughs> my initial perspective because why would you intentionally put yourself into that much harm i just yeah that that that's the bit that i really didn't didn't like but mm, on reflection but yeah. yeah look there were plenty of elements in this that as i said were, were very enjoyable it was hard hitting um creative um and uh, i it certainly elevated my opinion of um andrada even though it didn't really need much i think he's fantastic mm. um that shoot knee into the chair while Cody was trapped in the corner, that was a huge bump that he took there. That mm. that would mm. have really hurt. I was impressed that um, yeah, how how how, uh, how much he how much pain he could um, tolerate. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, look, the 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 things that they tried to um, that they the the the. Um, um, the plunder, as the commentators often say, um, that they introduced to the ring. Um, first of all, uh, Andrade went for went into his little bag and reached out and pulled out some handcuffs, and then thought, "No, well, I won't. I won't use those." And then yeah. he reached it, reached in again, and pulled out a laptop. Hmm. Right. Opened it up and then proceeded to smash it over Cody's head a few times. <laughs> okay. Well, it was his manager's laptop. I assume his manager was doing some spreadsheets or something beforehand, and it just <laughs> slipped it, <laughs> just slipped it into Andrade's. It was bag. at this point. At this point, Taz says, "I feel like I'm going back in time." <laughs> Why? What? Oh, is he talking about ECW days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, of course. Yes. 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 Um. Then look back at this point when he, when he when he brought out the laptop, or just afterwards, um, uh, Homelander hit Andrade in the head with a chair, and that is not usually done. Um, if we we will recall the uh, the damage that um, Sean Spears did, to mm. that's why he's called the chairman these days. Exactly right, mm. um, and usually. 
Uh, they prepare for a chair shot, make sure it's a nice flat area of their back and it doesn't cause serious, serious damage. Mm. Um, and that, that one I thought, gee, that's, that's a real, that's a real nasty thing to do. And then he hits him with a massive low blow. A little bit later, he kicks him in the nuts. And you're not a heel? And you're not a heel. Yeah. Hmm. There's a bit of that going around AEW at the moment. Oh, there was a weird weird spot when um, the camera switched to uh, Jose and Arn on the, on the ramp in the stage for a few minutes. I don't know. Maybe they just needed some time to prepare the... The table or something. It was a yeah you know, strange. I decision. think Arn, yeah, maybe. I think Arn also accidentally fell off the ramp. Yes, yes, I saw that at the beginning. Yeah, but it, uh, yeah, I, th- I was worried at first that um, it was you know quite da- uh, could have seriously injured himself. But it was it, there was something something quite close that meant it wasn't a, a, a long fall. Wasn't he didn't fall. Uh, a long way. It was maybe you know a, a one meter at most or something like that. Oh, that man knows how to take a bump. Yeah, exactly. Young, young arm. Um, um, something unfortunately happened uh, just after this stage of the match when um, I was watching the original feed. Uh, the, the 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 first time I watched it, uh, and um, for seven minutes I had a test pattern on my screen during like on the watching the fight app. So it was. Pretty annoying because there's whole, all sorts of crazy action going on that I wanted to watch, but then on rewatch it was it was gone thankfully. Oh, so I don't know what's going on there. Fight. Oh, that was on the live feed. No, 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 not live. It was um, it was just a few hours after after the original. Oh, live. that sucks. Hmm, yeah, it was get really your game together. Fight. <laughs> um, there was uh, there was like let's go, Cody. Cody sucks. Chance mm. quite, quite loud. Mm. Um, and um. Oh, oh, yeah, and then there was another spot when um, when Cody was doing this weird sell by like crawling and positioning himself on the table. I thought, what's going on here? And um, Andrade was climbing up to the the top rope, <clears throat> but then he was clearly just, uh, as they say, playing possum, and uh, he jumped mm. off off the table, takes Andrade's legs out. And the, which meant that Andrade landed on his balls twice. Uh, so I was like, yeah, not a heel. Um, so the boys don't need to worry about waxing this week. Um, <laughs> no. uh, yeah, so at this point, I, uh, I, I, I was quite annoyed that we had to end with a, a Cody win and I thought I had a sour taste in my mouth. But look, if I had have known what the, the preparation that they'd put into it and, uh, and can reconsidered that, I probably would have had a more positive opinion of the uh, of the whole thing but on um, on the whole it was a great show yeah i really enjoyed i really enjoyed it and saw some really negative feedback but i i think there's a certain um i think there's a certain wrestling fan that if it if wrestling isn't two guys in short boots and black trunks grappling for 15 minutes then they're not into it but i, I just just because AEW is the alternative to the Fed doesn't mean you can't have some sports entertainment from time to time. And the thing is, with this match, like, people are getting hit <laughs> legitimately. This isn't extreme rules, you know. Like, th- this is people legitimately taking chair sh- I mean, fuck, there was a burning table spot to end the match. So mm. if nothing else, you've got to respect the the... 
uh, how moronic these two are to just to get a pop from a crowd. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you have to admire how fucking stupid they are to put themselves <laughs> through a table like this. No, just- this, is, this is the opposite of what I was saying before. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I admire. I want to see more of it. Don't celebrate people for putting themselves in, in serious They're danger. Fine. They were fine. They were all, they had all the stuff on their backs and stuff. They were all fine. Anyway, we should move across the rampage and quickly run through this week's uh, rampage. Uh, we've got Tony Neese versus Sammy Guevara for the TNT Championship, uh, ca- kicking off Rampage with a bang. Um, Sammy's ring gear is so bad in this match uh, that it almost makes him a heel. I think uh, he's wearing <laughs> cheetah print boots and <laughs> and uh, undies. And um, yeah, Sammy. When Sammy's left to his own devices, I mean, this is the same man who debuted with a big giant panda head uh, on his uh, terrible haircut. I just think we might need to get a um, stylist. Yeah, we just might need to get someone to give Sammy some pointers and just not let him wander off into the wardrobe department um, on his own. <laughs> anyway, uh, we've got uh, the tape on. At the least ribs. one of us noticed this. <laughs> We've got the tape on the ribs, yes, uh, which you and I both hate. Um, anyway, it's visual storytelling. <laughs> uh, Sammy hits a corkscrew dive uh, that was fucking top shelf. You betcha. Uh, Tony Nice kicks Sammy off the ropes onto his shoulders. Now, I've never seen this before. I took note of that too. That this was-, was worth signing Tony Nice just to see this spot. If he never wrestles another match for AEW, <laughs> oh. <laughs> this spot was phenomenal. Uh, it led to Nice being on top for quite a while as well, focusing on Sammy's ribs. I, I thought he looked great. Uh, the rest of the match going back and forth uh, with Sammy um, getting the win with the GTH. Um, I thought Tony Nice looked really good in this match. Would like to see more for him. Uh, yeah. The, were, the fans seemed really happy with the Sammy win. I thought this was all good, yep. solid. There were heaps of spots. Wrestling. Heaps of spots in this to enjoy. Um, uh, they, like, I'm not going to not gonna go through them all, but, um, yeah, that um, corkscrew just – dive that Sammy hit was amazing. Uh, mm. Nice did a similar one, but it wasn't um, a, a suicide dive. It was a flip over the top rope from the mat. Um, really impressive. And, mm. yeah, that, that that one where he uh, he kicked, <clears throat> kicked Sammy's ribs while Sammy was lying on the uh, corner, to- top rope in the corner. Sammy goes up, elevated then onto Nice's shoulders, and then he drops Sammy in into into a kick. It's mm. just a wow, phenomenal from both really of good. them. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, stuff. look, he he definitely got over here. Uh, great way to introduce him to those who don't watch Dark and uh, keen to see more. Great. Yeah, yeah, really enjoyed this. Really good stuff. Especially we're quite critical of Rampage last week, and uh, I thought this sort of allowed the show to bounce back. A uh, pretty emphatic fashion. Oh, look, uh, just on that point, um, uh, as you mentioned a few minutes ago, because we were talking about uh, the promo in Dynamite when uh, <clears throat> we found out that Phoenix wouldn't wasn't able to travel, that meant that the previously announced two out of three falls match for the uh, for the tag belt wasn't going to happen. 
So if that did happen, that meant that this would have been a rampage with two championships um, matches in it. That would have been probably the mm. biggest rampage ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and a big uh, fuck you from TK to us and every other critic that was like rampage sucked last week. I'm like, ah, oh, okay, all right. Well, I'll put two, I'll, two, I'll put two championship matches on the on the show. Let's see, how do you like that? Uh, we get another Christian promo with Jurassic Express. Um, really, they're really transitioning into manager tag team oh, uh, uh, role great here. That is exactly what I noted too. I reckon uh, he is transitioning to their manager. Yep. Yeah, which is, I mean, fuck Christian, born to do this in the latter year, latter years of his career. Man, I've always loved Christian as a promo. One of the most underrated wrestlers of all time, as far as I'm concerned. So, if he transitions into being a cool, mouthy manager for in AEW that occasionally maybe you know cracks open the trunks every now and then, super into that. Um, yeah. And also, Jungle Boy uh, can cut a promo, but probably needs to work on it a little bit. So, I think this works well for for everyone. But basically, saying the same thing he said last week that. Um, They'll be watching tonight's match, and um, you know, whoever, yeah. yeah, whoever ends up being tag team champs, that they'll they'll beat them for the, for the belts. And um, Christian was the only one to speak in this promo, uh, except for L- Luchasaurus growling. Yeah, um, and uh, I get the feeling that this was a genuine plot device. I reckon that the Jurassic Express will be the next tag champs. Yeah, I get that. I get that feeling as well. Um, yeah, because they, I mean, they just they're sort of uh, telegraphing it in every promo, right? Mm-hmm. Although TK does have a nice little habit of swerving you just when you think you've got everything sorted out. So we'll <laughs> see. But it's all right. <laughs> um, I like being surprised. Yeah, me too. Uh, Thunder Roses on comms. Uh, Jay Cargill squashes the fuck out of Rose's student, uh, then beats her up. I think we could all see this happening. Uh, Rosa comes to the ring and there's a pull apart. What did we? Uh, this think is, of this? I think this was a 10 second match, probably the shortest AW match that I, I can remember. I can't mm. remember. Um, yeah. and I, th- I, I think, um, back in the days when I was watching the, the Federation, there was a, there was a, um, uh, who's the Irish guy that had the mohawk? Seamus. Uh, Seamus. There was a Seamus match, um, where he beat, um, someone in like two seconds, I think it was, in, at, at a pay per view. Um, oh, it was Brian. It was Daniel Bryan. Yeah, he beat him in twelve seconds or something. That was the beginning of uh, the Yes movement. Yeah, that was the, that was the one. Because all of us marks on Twitter were like, "Ah, this is fucked." <laughs> <laughs> so seven yeah. years later, he finally won a heavyweight championship. When it when it comes to short matches, they're they're the two that uh, stand out. The uh, uh, Jade Cargill one because I just watched it. <laughs> <laughs> and and, Shana, and yeah. Seamus. And, yeah, and uh, another thing I thought is that you and I need to keep a tally of AEW pull-aparts. <laughs> yeah, fuck, it's happening a lot, right? <laughs> that was one of the criticisms that I saw this week. But it's like, you know, and I criticise it myself, so I'm, I'm not going to go hog wild on on people criticising that stuff. But there are uh, there are so many... There's only so many tools in the kit, right, when you're telling wrestling stories. I mean, you can't, you know. I, I For some reason, this didn't annoy me with Rosa and Cargo. Rosa's, Rosa's a hothead. It's you fine. Know, she, you know, it's she's just protecting fine. a student. 
Yeah, I, I thought it was all fine. What, uh, what I didn't like about it, though, and this is the kind of joke that I was trying to make earlier, is that I was genuinely looking forward to Thunder Rosa commentating, and she didn't have a chance to do any because it was a 10-second yeah. squash match. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, well, give her another go, TK. You know you listen. So, um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crack that joke, that joke back open from when we used to say, we know you listen, Vince, on the old <laughs> podcast. We know you listen, TK. Uh, super super elite cut a promo, uh, challenging the best friends to a tag match next week. Adam Cole um, has a great line here. He says, "Orange, you're the laughing stock of AEW, and trust me, that's not a good thing." <laughs> <laughs> you know, Don Callis wander past. Yes, yes. In the background, I just love those little touches, man. The Bucks, anything to do with the Bucks, uh, Cole and and Kenny Omega, they always. There's always little Easter eggs, and they just do it so well, man. Because I was thinking during the week, it's like, what happens to Don Callis if Kenny Omega is taking three months off? You know, like, do we? Oh yeah, do we? Because I love Don Callis, so if you could give him someone else, and I think he's great. He's, he's yeah, absolutely, and, and one of the best managers that. I can I can think of that I've ever seen. Yeah, I really enjoy him on commentary as well. So if you could maybe like him and Excalibur have great chemistry. So if you could get him and Excalibur and maybe Tony on, you know, while Jim's away, maybe get Don Callis on commentary as a heel commentator. Anyway, uh, there are options. There are options. Eddie Kingston cuts a promo saying that he's going to kill Daniel Garcia in 2.0 and um, that Chris Jericho, he respects Chris Jericho, but Chris Jericho's not, got no business being in his business. Um, and that's it, basically. John Silver and Brian Danielson cut a promo about each other where uh, Daniel Bryan definitely comes across as a face and is definitely not a heel. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, this was another moment where I was like, fuck. I really love this. I love Brian Danielson. I think I love Brian Danielson more than Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good, pretty amazing. That's a, that's a good way to uh, to delineate the different different characters. Uh, the House of Pain, Mark Henry interviews FTR, uh, Penta, and Pack, where things break down, and then it's time for the main event, and that uh, phrase is 100% over and will keep Mark Henry in a job for years to come. Uh, <laughs> he just does, like, 25 seconds work each week. That's all he does. That's fucking best job ever, man. Imagine it. You're on the road. You're watching great wrestling. You get to hang out with all the boys and girls. You do three minutes of work each week. It's, and you, even then you don't really have to do much because you just ask a question and then someone cuts a promo and then you ask the other one's question, they cut a promo, and then you go, it's time for the main event. And then that's it, you know. Uh, good wrestling here. Excalibur and Taz are selling the eye patch that Pac has to wear. Uh, this comes to fruition when Pac falls off the top rope, going for a flying elbow. Um, after uh, after that, Pac gets beaten down for a long time. Uh, Penta finally gets the hot tag, and the crowd is so, God. The crowd loves the Lucha Bros so much, man. Um, not that that's wrong. Just it's amazing how much they they love the the Lucha Bros. That's because they're um, very smart people. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I keep every time I say that, it sounds like I hate them. I love them, but it's just like it surprises me every time, like just how I they might be the most over wrestlers in the company. 
you know, <laughs> with the way that the crowd reacts to them. It's fucking crazy. Uh, Pack knocks Tully out, which was a nice little moment. Oh, there was a whole series of two counts before that, just sort of showing that they're evenly matched. Um, then Pack hits a moonsault off the top rope. Um, he's poised to take out Dax. Malachi Black appears out of nowhere, uh, hits Black Mist in Pack's other eye. Uh, then te- then FTR tear the mask off Penta, which is a you don't do that. That's bad. That's bad. Bad. Bad FTR. Um, and then uh, Black, just to be a real asshole, gouges out Pack's eye, uh, and he's got the blood of Pack on his hands as we fade to Black. And another rampage is in the books. What did you think of all this, Paul? Yeah, that that end that was uh, that was a bit weird. A bit weird. Yeah, it got real dark. Yeah, very dark. Okay, <laughs> gouging his eyes, blood. Mm. Ugh. I mean, uh, they, look, a great match, great match to watch. So much fun. Um, mm. You know, the um, all four of those these guys are. Just brilliant to 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 uh, to watch in the ring, and um, you know, like you said last week, we we have plenty of really good tag teams on this on this in this promotion. So let's see them, let's see them mm. as often as possible. And mm. we certainly did here, except you know, it wasn't wasn't specifically the uh, the Lucha Bros. But <clears throat> wow, it was fun, but um, a uh, very dark ending. I don't know. Um, one thing I picked up. Um, at the beginning of this was that uh, when the Death Triangle, Pack and Penta were announced, they were billed at 417 pounds. Now, when the Fed did their uh, cruiserweight division, they called it 205 Live, yeah? Mm. So if you're under... Two hundred and five. You're a you're a cruise you're, you're a cruiserweight. Well, that's the max. Yeah, in yeah. For, you know, cruiserweight. And after uh, beyond that's a heavyweight. Um, so that would suggest that both Penta and Pack are heavyweight wrestlers or over two hundred and five pounds, which is about hundred kilos. Yeah. Does that surprise you? It surprises me. I, I wouldn't think that they they would be that big. Um, yeah, P- Penta doesn't surprise me. Packer will maybe, but I mean, look at how muscle he is. The muscle's mm. heavier than fat, and there's true. no fat on Pack. No, that, that is that is certainly <laughs> true. Zero percent body fat on that man. Um, there was some uh, great com- uh, comedy from um, from Excalibur at one point. He's talking about. Um, oh, I'm not sure which ones he was talking about. Would he be talking about uh, FTR? Or would it be? I thought I thought it was actually Pack, but anyway, he says that they are two of the most ill-tempered members of the AEW locker room, and then goes, "No offense for not including you, Taz." Taz <laughs> responds, "Thank you." <laughs> yeah, Taz and Excalibur have got great chemistry, man. I really, I would really like to. I mean, Taz could could replace Jr. as well. I think what they it's one thing we didn't talk about on Dynamite that they sort of had this rolling, um cavalcade of wrestlers in JR's seat. And um, I think that's nice and respectful that they're not going to just replace JR straight away, but um, I think they probably should. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that JR's going away forever, but um, 
I think that was an interesting experiment just for this week, but you know, from for the however long JR's away, just get Don Callis or Taz in there. That'd be a good one. Dynamite, you know. Don Callis. Um <clears throat> I I've probably brought this up you know a few times before, but the uh, the number of ref distraction moments in this match got a bit tedious. You know, FDR yeah. always always do that, and um, I just thought, do you really need to? But you know, that's that's one of the tools that they use to make sure you know that they're heels because they do. Yeah, that that's it's all part of this sort of throwback thing, which. It's really imperative that the the ref makes you believe that, you know, I feel like there's a lot of overacting that goes on with the refs in AEW. And so mm. it becomes a real punch and duty type thing of like the ref is 100% showing you that he's looking in this direction and there's no possible way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they could fix it up a little bit by just, you know, when they're doing like sort of... Um, you know, holding each other's hands to try and like pull on on hold rest holds more. Yeah, you know, if you the, know what it, the abdominal stretch is what yeah um, yeah Dax was doing there. Yeah, is um you know back in the day when like you know Arn and Rick would do that kind of stuff is that the ref would always see the rope wobbling afterwards. Yep, and then go to Rick or Arn and be like, "Hey man, I, the, the I, I didn't see it, but the rope's wobbling. I know what you guys are doing." <laughs> sort of thing, you know. Right. I mean? It's like I can't do anything about because I didn't see it, but I know what you guys are up to. Even if you just did a little bit of that, that covers it a bit better. It doesn't make it as goofy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, they'll yeah. work. They'll work that stuff out. But I get look, what you're saying. Look, uh, uh, not having Phoenix in this match meant it wasn't a championship match. So why were we excited about it? So so I had to thought to myself, like, what's the, what's the point? Like, why are we interested in this? Well, Mm. okay. So it's just a, it's just a thrown together match to make up for the fact that they couldn't, couldn't go ahead with the original plan. So, you know, you're not as engaged maybe. Um, And then that's why I feel possibly that the, 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 why the, the end spot was chosen to, um, you know, give it. So you're left having that memory hmm. rather than just thinking, oh, well, that was a reasonably entertaining match that had no consequence. But, um, yeah, gouging and blood. I really hope that blood wasn't real when wasn't wasn't. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it was real, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a work. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 because I, they I, were. I work myself sometimes as Mark over here. <laughs> <laughs> because... Uh, well, yeah, because one Excalibur was pointing it out on commentary before we even got to see it, and um, it, like Malachi Black was really going out of his way to show his hands to the camera, like really found that hard camera and was like, "Oh, look at my hands! <laughs> mm. I'm so evil. My hands are covered in blood." <laughs> but if I'm wrong, then I apologize. But I don't. I don't. I don't think so. Don't yeah, think so. I think we'll. I think we'll find that Pack will show up next week with two eye patches, and um, and yeah, a guide he'll, dog. He'll slowly get better. <laughs> I, shout out real quick to um, AJ Styles, who's been given the blind gimmick in WWE at the moment, and oh, is really? absolutely killing it. He's doing some of the best comedy work I've seen in a really long time. 
And it also makes me feel that he might have checked out. He might be in the Kevin Owens camp of just being completely checked out and is just doing whatever the fuck he wants, biding his time until he gets to join his friends in Bullet Club. I mean, the elite. Um, so, uh, yeah. I'll go back to Japan, yeah. Um, but anyway, I think that's – I think we've gotten through everything. Yeah, look, I just want to just want to say that um, – uh, Along with Britt Baker, who is supposed to be a heel, but is well over as a baby face, mm. I think the same thing about Malachi Black. He's supposed to be a heel, but he was big time over as a baby face. So I'm thinking possibly they did this to make him go, like get a heel heat because it's a pretty brutal act. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, he probably hasn't gone heelish enough. Yeah. To sort of warrant the reaction he gets from commentators and stuff when he comes out of like, oh, it's Malachi Black. He's so evil. Mm. It's like, well. Well, he has all now. He, <laughs> all he's done so far is beat up Cody Rhodes, which makes a lot of people happy. Exactly so, right. um, <laughs> I mean, he did kick the shit out of Arn Anderson. I mean, he did kick the shit out of an old age pensioner. But then it turned out that Arn's a fucking gun toting crazy man. So, yeah. He's kind of you know, in kayfabe. Uh, But um, anyway, look, man, I could genuinely sit here all afternoon and uh, talk to you about AEW, but my my girlfriend's going to be here any minute, and uh, if we're still talking about wrestling, I'm going to get in trouble. So let's wrap it up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thanks for supporting us, guys. Um, You know the drill. Rate and review. Keep us in the charts. Um, You guys do an amazing job of that every week. Yeah, I think that's everything there is to say. Until next time, brother friends, may your wrestling be good wrestling. Good night.